Hi, this is Todd Oliver and my little talking dog, Irving, and you're listening to On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. Thank you for stopping by for another episode of On Screen and Beyond. This is episode 308. I'm your host, Brian Zemrak. This is the weekly show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. This week, ventriloquist Todd Oliver stops by. You remember him from America's Got Talent? He had the talking dog. Remember that? And, of course, he travels all over the country doing shows. And he's got a new DVD coming out on April 8th, and it's called Todd Oliver, Funny Dog. We're going to talk about that and a whole lot more. It's his experience on America's Got Talent and just a whole bunch more. So I hope you're going to stick around for that. It's been an exciting week this past week. Uh, I was in Chicago for a while, then I was in Boston, and then I was in New York, and I was able to sit down and have a luncheon with the cast and some of the creators of the TV show Granite Flats. Now, it was a great time, met a lot of people, and uh, David Naughton was there, and Richard Gunn, the two of the stars, and Carrie Elwes was there. He's going to be a uh, semi-regular on the show, or a couple of guest appearances, I should say, I guess. And uh, he's got a really great character. I had a chance to talk to him for a while. And uh, we're going to see about getting uh, Carrie on the show. Maybe we will, maybe we won't, but uh, we're working on it. And also some other exciting things coming your way here this week on On Screen and Beyond. So I hope you're going to stick around. And what do you say? Todd Oliver's coming up in a few minutes. Right now, it's time for Remake Madness in theaters in April, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Please hang up and try again. Remake Madness coming your way in April? Nada. There is not a thing coming your way as far as remakes in theaters, new movies in April. So let's get right on. Coming up next, it's new movies coming your way in April in theaters. New movies coming your way, upcoming new movies in April in theaters. On April 4th, Frankie and Alice will bring Holly Berry into the lead role in a true life-based story of a woman who battles multiple personalities. Hmm, sounds like a good one. And Draft Day with Kevin Costner brings us into a football story once again. And it's coming your way on April 11th. Also on April 11th, Naomi Watts, Bill Murray... Melissa McCarthy, star in St. Vincent. An Oculus arrives on April 11th also as a thriller about a boy convicted of killing his parents may be innocent. And a supernatural killer may have done it who lives in a mirror. And Heaven is Real stars Greg Kinnear on April 16th. It's about a young boy who has a near-death experience. And Transcendence with Johnny Depp arrives on April 18th. Cameron Diaz stars in The Other Woman on April 25th. And on April 25th, Paul Walker will star in Brick Mansions as an undercover cop infiltrates the gang of a ruthless crime boss. That's it for upcoming new movies in April in theaters. Next on On Screen and Beyond, what's coming your way as far as sequels in April?
sequels coming your way in April. Well, it looks like Captain America, the Winter Soldier, will arrive on April 4th. Rio 2 brings back those colorful animated birds on April 11th. And A Haunted House 2 tickles our funny bone on April 18th. That's it for Sequel City for movies coming your way that are sequels in April. Next on On Screen and Beyond, TV on DVD in April. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. DVD coming your way in April. On April 1st, you can look for The Client List, Season 2, I Dream of Genie, Season 1 and Season 2, News Radio, Season 1 and Season 2, Psych, Season 8, Star Trek Enterprise, Season 4 on Blu-ray, and T.J. Hooker, Season 1 and 2. On April 8th, The Big Valley, Season 2, The Bobby Darren Show, also Doctor Who, Second Series, Part 2, and Mayberry RFD, Season 1. April 15th, Anger Management, Volume 3, will arrive along with The Beverly Hillbillies, Season 4, The Cosby Show, Season 3 and Season 2, Married with Children, Season 3 and 4, Petticoat Junction, Season 1, 2, and 3, and The Practice, Season 8. And on April 22nd, New Heart, Season 3, will arrive. April 29th, Dynasty, Season 8. Hill Street Blues, the complete series. That is it for TV on DVD coming your way in April. Next, we're going to take a peek at what's coming your way as far as movies on DVD in April. <laughs> movies coming your way in April on DVD. Well, it looks like on April 1st, you can catch 47 Ronin with Keanu Reeves. And Anchorman 2, The Legend Continues. April 8th, August, Osage County with Meryl Streep. Grudge Match with Stallone and De Niro, The Hobbit, The Desolation of Smaug, and Paranormal Activity, The Marked Ones. April 15th, look for The Nut Job with Will Arnett, Philomena with Judy Dench, Ride Along with Kevin Hart, and The Secret Life of Walter Mitty with Ben Stiller. April 29th, look for Devil's Due, Escape from Tomorrow, and The Legend of Hercules. That's it for upcoming movies coming your way on DVD and Blu-ray, of course, in April. Next on On Screen and Beyond, Todd Oliver, Funny Dog. That's his new DVD. You remember Todd from America's Got Talent? And uh, he was that he had that talking dog, and it was just amazing. It's just, just so well done. And he's a ventriloquist, and he's going to be touring the country, of course. And he's got a DVD out coming out on April 8th, Todd Oliver, Funny Dog. He's next, right here on On Screen and Beyond. My guest today on On Screen and Beyond is a performer who made us laugh on America's Got Talent, and he ended up as a semifinalist. He has a new DVD coming out on April 8th called Todd Oliver, Funny Dog. It's Todd Oliver. Todd, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Well, hey, Brian. Thanks for having us on. 
I, I was really excited when I heard that you were having a DVD coming out because when you were on America's Got Talent, you just cracked me up. <laughs> so, yeah, well, actually, probably my dog did. I I probably just stood there and didn't do much. Yeah, you're sort of like the sidekick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. The dog's the star. I, I uh, you know, I definitely respect my limitations. Why is it with <laughs> ventriloquist that that's always the way it is? You know, like uh, uh, Danny O'Day. You, you remember him? Sure. And, and, oh, of course. And, and you know, it was always the 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 dummy, or in your case, the dog. You know, that seems to be the the attraction at first. You know. <laughs> well, I think they're just more interesting, <laughs> and they're the funny one, right? They're the one that makes you laugh. True. Uh, I play the I play the straight man, and the dog gets the laughs. And uh, but that's okay. Because in ventriloquism, uh, successful ventriloquists, their partners uh, generally have a pixie-like charm, uh, an endearing, sweet, but sarcastic and slightly irreverent charm. And that's, uh, and that's what it's all about, you know? People always want to hear what the dummy has to say. Mm. And, uh, and uh, you know, that's... Hey, it's worked for hundreds of years, so I guess okay. it'll keep working. Yeah. So, so what got you interested in being a ventriloquist? How long ago did that start? Uh, back to in, in the '60s, uh, I had kind of a different uh, uh, way of getting into it. Uh, well, like most people, I saw ventriloquists on television. I, I saw Jimmy Nelson and Danny O'Day and mm. Edgar Bergen and John McCarthy. And, Paul Winchell, and, and loads of other great ventriloquists that appeared on the Ed Sullivan Show. And I just wanted one of those little smart aleck, little wooden-headed characters because they were so cool and so they could get away with murder, you know. Oh, yeah. So, you know, so I, 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 I got a dummy for Christmas, and uh, uh, three days later my father died, which was very strange. And the reason I bring that up is the dummy and ventriloquism it helped me with my depression and, and, and my sadness of losing my dad. I'm sure. I was only 10 years old, you know. Mm -hmm. And I also say this because it kept me busy, you know, uh, the old thing. You know, if, if you keep busy in something that you really dig, it's going it, to, you know, you're not going to have time to get uh, feeling sorry for yourself or, or uh, you know, you, you, you just keep yourself busy. And that's what ventriloquism did for me. Um, and I also, uh, I went to the library. I read, uh, you know, at the time, you'd be surprised how many books were available in the public library on ventriloquism. Edgar Bergen even wrote one, and Paul Winchell wrote one, and uh, I had a Jimmy Nelson laugh and learn ventriloquism record, and mm. Edgar Bergen record. I had all kinds of stuff. Yes. So I just immersed myself in it, and then I became a volunteer um, for the Minneapolis public school system where I grew up. And I used to be able to get out of school and go do my act and get high school credit because it was considered part of a career uh, that I was looking at in the future, you know. So I, I thought I had a, a really, and I did, I had a real sweet deal. And, uh, and then I also did shows, and I, I think I got about $10 a show back when I was in junior high. And in high school, I think I moved up to about $35 a show doing, oh, everything from uh, a nursing home to a, a Club Scout Blue and Gold Banquet, you know, all kinds of uh, mm -hmm. different yep. kind of events, and all kinds of in weird gigs that you would never expect. Uh, I used to perform in libraries a lot. Ever do a funeral no, or uh, anything? <laughs> no, I never did. A, never did one of those. I know a guy that did though, <laughs> but no, I, I never got that call <laughs> yet. Although there, I uh, 
<laughs> I played a few dates where I felt like my act was a funeral. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I remember once I, I used to play these um, these tours where you would sign on with a, with a booking girl and you'd go on the road for nine months and you'd play three to four towns a day, uh, five days a week, mostly school shows. But every now and then you'd get a weird gig, and I'll never forget they booked me in into a, 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 a school, and the, and the audience was deaf. Oh, jeez! You, know? <laughs> you know, of all things, you know, it was like a mass booking. They just, yeah, we'll take it. Who, whoever you got, just send them over. You know, <laughs> and uh, you know, I, I, you know, I, I played all all kinds of weird, you know, of course, and we. You know, then I played the lounges before there were comedy clubs, and we played comedy clubs, and and then I got into the, you know, then I, you know, it's like a hobby that got out of hand. Yeah. yeah, yeah, You know, you mentioned uh, the Jimmy Nelson and Danny O'Day uh, record, sure. and you know, I still have that in my record collection uh when i was oh, a kid sure. when i was a kid i had the danny o'day and i had the record you know and all that stuff yeah and, and i right, still have right. that in my record collection believe it or not <laughs> you know and he's one of the nicest people you'll ever meet in your life right, jimmy nelson he is, uh, under the word gentleman they should have his picture in the dictionary jimmy mm-hmm. is a very very nice man and i i when i appear i when i started doing a lot of tv back in the 90s um I did a Las Vegas special, um, and Jimmy Nelson saw me on TV, and he spoke about me at the ventriloquist convention and sent me an 8x10, and I was so honored. Wow. You know, I, I felt like such an achievement, because here he was one of my heroes, and here he was uh, recommending me and talking me up, you know. That was such a tremendous thing to happen. You know, yeah, I've always considered myself a working man in show business. I, You know, I... Uh, the fame thing never, uh, uh, I never talked much about fame. I always kind of felt, I always seemed kind of embarrassing, you know. I just wanted to make a good living as a, as a ventriloquist mm-hmm. and, uh, and an entertainer. And uh, so when when little milestones like that come along, it really makes, it really means something, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah now, where did sure. you come up with the idea of using the dog? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll tell you, um, I, I, I had a standard act. And I had the two dummies that, and I still use them. Um, but I had done a couple television shows over at TNN um, in Nashville for seven years. I appeared on the General Jackson Showboat in Nashville. At the time, they had the Nashville Network happening right there in um, Nashville, so I did all those TV shows, and I booked myself on those shows. And um, I didn't have an agent at the time. And I went back to book myself over there. And the guy, the producer, who was a very nice man, Bill Turner, said, uh, you know, Todd, we've seen that. What else have you got? And I said, well, I've got some other material. He said, no, what else do you have? Do you have anything different than the dummies? And I said, well, I have this idea. And I told him about it. And he said, well, why don't you do it? That sounds great. So he really encouraged me. And uh, the point here, again, is the word, the, the word here is encouragement. Everybody needs encouragement. Kids, adults, teenagers—we all, we all need that. I don't care how successful you are. Mm-hmm. It's still nice to have that encouragement. So, so what I did is I, I pursued the idea, and uh, my brother, he suggested the um, the Boston Terrier, and I looked at that dog, and I loved the look of that dog, mm-hmm. and I I needed to stick with a, uh, I I I I couldn't use 
uh, a mutt because I wanted a continual character that could live on, you know, so yeah. I can, re- you know, which, you know, I, uh, so I, I went with the Boston Terrier and um, I, a friend of mine, a magician, uh, Maverick, and another magician friend of mine, Jonathan Neil Brown, they both helped me and suggested, they sent me to a couple of these uh, magic illusion makers to uh, help me develop the illusion. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was, I paid for all the research and development, and um, I, you know, uh, the first night, Irving, uh, it took me about a year. I got the dog, and I raised him as a little, I adopted him from a lady who had, she had a couple of Boston Terriers, and she was moving, and she had to let her dogs go. I think she was going into a retirement community or something. So I, I adopted the first serving there, and and uh, a year later, uh, he went on stage the first night on that showboat and stopped the show. It was, and I didn't really have a whole lot of material, but I found that I... I, I didn't really need a whole lot of material. And that dog started talking, the place went nuts. <laughs> sure. You know, and because uh, the illusion was so nice. And and then, um, and then you know, then an agent saw me, um, uh, Irvin Arthur, and he signed me. And and um, and I I spent 21 years in review shows. I was on a showboat in Nashville for seven years, and a showboat in Branson, Missouri, for 13 years. And I would do 20 minutes to 25 minutes in the show. And I did that for a long time. And then I just said, all right, this is enough. I got to, I got to get out of this. I got to go out and do more time. And, um, so I, uh, about a little over three years ago, I quit the showboat and I started doing my own show. And I'm, I'm doing about an hour and a half now in theaters across, across the country. And, uh, um, and uh, so, you know, it, it's it's turned out real nice. And, and the other good thing too is, you know, people, the dog is is uh, his personality is quite a bit different than mine. Very a little irreverent, uh, a little Napoleon complex, you know. <laughs> and you know, he he's, he uh, and and uh, the illusion now is I I kept improving the mechanism, the illusion. And uh, so it even fools me on stage you know, without sounding half crazy. I, I look at it and I, it, it, it's the best it's ever looked. Even, you know, I, I did a lot of shows before America's Got Talent. You know, we did um, Letterman's Ventriloquist Week. We yeah. had me and Jeff Dunham and Ron Lucas and Jay Johnson and Willie Teller. We're on one, you know, he's kind of featuring a different ventriloquist every week. And we did all those other shows. Um, Craig Ferguson. I did a couple cameos on the on Jay Leno's Tonight Show, and then I did a bunch of other comedy specials over the years, and talked Today Show, and we even did some episodes of Walker Texas Ranger. Uh, you know, so yeah. we've done all kinds of things. Yeah. But, uh, when you were on America's Got Talent, would you say that that was the one that you know really brought you out to so many people? I mean, I know all those other shows are big and they're huge, but I mean, you were on every week, so it, it it's just like yes. you know, it was like. Wow, where did this guy come from? And of course, you've been in this business for years. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, a lot of people don't know this, or maybe they they just don't think about it. America's Got Talent uses professionals and amateurs. Mm. They need both to balance out the the show. Yeah. And they have called me many more than a few times to do the show, and I turned them down because I didn't feel comp- I didn't really think that that'd be the right show for me. Well, here's what happened. A few years ago, right before I was supposed to open at this theater in Branson for the year, a tornado hit the theater the night before we were supposed to open. 
and tore the heck out of the theater, and I was knocked out of work for over three months. At the time, my manager said, you better do this show. They, they get more viewership than Letterman and Leno combined. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. So I said, okay, I'll do it. I just, I just felt, you know, I'm a little old to get a report card. But that's when I discovered, it's, is it really, you know, I, I look at it this way. Is it really a competition? No, it's really more of a television show about a competition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, there's so much reality, drama, and and uh, behind-the-scenes stuff they, they show. And uh, they, it's, it's a great deal. It's a much, there's a lot more going on there than what the average person thinks. Right, you know? yeah, I'm sure. You know? And, and uh, so, yes, it, it got me out there in front of people on a regular basis, and uh, it did help. It is putting, as we say, it, it does put butts in seats on the road <laughs> and sells tickets. Um, no. And, because uh, you know, it's not like the days of, uh, the, the old days where there was just three networks where you could, you right. know, you could become pretty famous pretty quick it's it's more challenging these days oh, yeah. and, uh, you know so yeah but it, it did it definitely did make a, a great difference and i'm grateful and it was a good experience you know yeah. now irving uh, he's so calm uh, now is it is that just his nature yes yes it is now he he can be pretty hyper around the ranch and uh, when we're playing, he, he jumps up high and, you know, he, he loves running around the yard and jumping all over the place. But when we're doing the act, first of all, he's up on a table. He really can't go anywhere. He's, he's done the act so many times. He's completely comfortable, uh, in, in, in the act. Yeah. In fact, he does fall asleep sometimes <laughs> up there. You know, I always say, uh, hey, what do you, what do you keep falling asleep with? Hey, man, I've heard these lines. You know, let me rest. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so you got to improvise. I've heard it. I've heard it. You know, I'm I, I'm not fooled anymore by this, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but you, so you have to improvise quite a bit because depending on what he does, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. And, and, um, and also, that's where a lot of great improvisational comedy gets developed on stage and then I end up just keeping it in this part of the act. Mm-hmm. I had a, a great teacher one time tell me the best material, uh, George Schindler out of New York once told me, he said, the best material you'll write is the stuff that you'll write on stage that'll just happen mm-hmm. yeah. and it'll be magic and you'll just keep it in your act. And and it's, it's very true, you know. Yeah. Um, so, um, but yeah, you know, sometimes, you know, if the, um, if the dog, well, even on that TV, the TV special that uh, Irving, he fell asleep on stage, and he um, he nodded off, and he lost his footing, and he almost fell off the table. I would have caught him, yeah. but he's never done that before. But here it happened on the TV show. Wow, you know, and 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 uh, he, everything was fine, but it was very funny. Yeah. Now, what's it the was very, you know, yeah. Yeah. In all the years you've done this act, what's the funniest thing? That has happened. I mean, you know, has he turned around and scratched his butt or anything like that? Or... Um, let's see. Let me think. Uh, you know, there's been a lot of crazy things. Um, well, I'll tell you. He had a um, <laughs> he had an allergy, a skin allergy, one time, and the and the vet had him on uh, a little bit of medication for the uh, for the skin allergy. And one time he just started scratching himself crazy in the middle of the act, you know. And then he stood up and he and he pissed right, right, 
<laughs> on the stage, you know. Because the medication did that to him. The, the, the vest said, Todd, this will make him have to pee more often, so make sure you walk him before you do the act. Yeah. But, you know, he, 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 he cut loose one day. So how'd you and, uh, come back? And of course, you know, it was, it was, we were far enough away from the audience, but the people in the front row could see, and they all started laughing. <laughs> and, of course, Irving, the, the dog... The dog turned and looked at him and looked at me and said, Now, Todd, look at that. Now, don't blame that on me. What's wrong with you? I thought you were potty trained. I can't believe it. The ventriloquist isn't potty trained. And, uh, you know? uh, but that was uh, kind of unusual. Yeah, yeah, I would say that would be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So tell us about the DVD, Funny Dog, Todd Oliver's Funny Dog. Um, is this mm-hmm. a compilation of different things that you've done in, in while you're touring, or what? Um, it's a pro. It's a show that we filmed at the Music Hall Theater in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, about a year ago. Oh, okay. Uh, I was doing every year. I uh, I go out, and my agent sends me on a tour of performing arts centers, the theaters, and we usually do about two or three months of them, and. Um, this was just one of the dates that uh, um, the, the producer decided to film, and uh, Garrett Lee there, he came out, and we made the deal, and they came out, they filmed the show, and uh, and, and that's and that's the show. It's it's uh, it's, a, it's the act I was doing about a year ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So are yeah. there are there any extras in it, or is it, it it's the performance itself? Oh yeah, there's it's uh, Irving, and then Lucy, my other dog. Yeah. And then my three little wooden head and knuckleheads, Joey Pops and Lily. Mm-hmm. And then there's some audience participation, and uh, and I do a I do a couple songs that I wrote. And, uh, I play piano a little bit, you know. And, uh, now it's you, just kind of a combo, combination of everything that I do. Yeah. Now you do you sing and have a, a band too, don't you? I do. Yes, we're called the Smiling Eyes, and the band is playing some of the dates with me um, on the road, and. Uh, and that's a, and that combination is it's very interesting. It's talking dogs and rock and roll, and uh, it and uh, it's a bizarre combination, but it just works, you know. Yeah. I, the agents were in the front they, uh, in the front end. They said, "How are we going to sell this?" I said, "Listen, it works. Trust me, it just works. Just good old fashioned four piece rock and roll with music videos and." Uh, I mean, it's still, you know, that show was 85% comedy and 15% music. Mm-hmm. But the live music that backs the show is um, is, is very uh, very effective and, and gives a whole new energy to it, you know. Yeah. I didn't use the band on the TV special. At the time, the band, uh, I was going through personnel changes with the group, and um, so I just went out and did the TV show without them. Um, but now the new band I have, they're just, they're all great players and um great guys and uh, it's just a lot of fun you know hmm, yeah so it's coming out yeah. on april 8th now where will they be Correct. where will yeah. people be able to get this walmart uh, amazon um the movies in demand on television and netflix and uh, 
that that's that's what I'm that's what I know so far. Yeah. Now, if people want to follow you uh, and where you're going to be and, and and where you're going to be doing performances and everything else, uh, is do you have a website or anything? Yes. Uh huh. Funnydog.com. Easy enough. Is the website funnydog.com, and the band is thesmilingeyes.com. Oh, okay. Sweet. And uh, the, the funnydog.com has my tour schedule and um, and uh, and any upcoming event, any upcoming events. We got some more television brewing right now. We just we found. Uh, I just got the call from the publicist and saying there's three uh, late night shows that are um, interested in having us. Um, and to promote uh, to promote my new, the funny dog video. That's so, great. Well, who knows? Maybe we'll get some more. They should make a TV show. Bites. That would yeah. be a great TV show. <laughs> yeah, you know it sure would. It sure would. And I um I'm not appearing in Branson anymore. I was in Branson, Missouri for 16 years. Wow. And, uh, it 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 was really uh, it was probably three years too long. You know, I mean, I mean, uh, it, it just uh, when you have a talking dog, you, you can't. It, it, more you, you have to get out and let more of the country see how little talking dog and oh, that's yeah. what we're doing eh? yeah. you know so hmm. uh, I like and I do enjoy the travel I, I don't I, I uh, and uh, the audiences are fresh and fun and and uh, you know there's good there's and what we do is family it's a family comedy it's it's not a kitty show yeah but it's it's fa- it's a uh, hip family uh, friendly comedy yeah. So I, I don't use any of the off-color language or any of the dirty talk. Uh, that's never been my style. Yeah. I, I'm not putting people down that do it. Right. No. That's what they do. Yep. That's what they do. But I, I've never worked that way, um, and I've never needed to. And I've, uh, I've I've worked in some pretty rough places, but I've never needed. <clears throat> I never felt comfortable working that way. I, I, I uh, so you know I, um, I I grew up in an era where. Um, you know, if you're entertaining people out there and a guy's got his wife there, well, you, you don't want to make the woman feel uncomfortable with, with uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, something disgusting or, or, or bad manners. Right, you know? yeah. But the world's, the world's changed a lot, too, Brian. You know, oh, yeah. I mean, it, uh, it, the comedy in America has changed so much. But, but I've been, I'm very blessed that I, I haven't, I, it hasn't really affected me. You know, uh, I've worked with all kinds of comedians, clean, dirty, everything, you know, and, uh, it doesn't matter. I just, do, you know, I've, I've, I've just stuck true to them. Yep. You've got to be true to yourself. And, uh, gosh, if you got to, you know, my feeling is that when, when I, we, we're on the road, I look at the audience and uh, I hear one of my favorite sounds in the world, and that's kids and their parents laughing at the same time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just a good. That's one of my favorite sounds ever. And I, I, uh, you know, just the other day, my mother was over. And it was my mother and my wife. And my daughter and I, my daughter's eight years old, and we were all laughing at the same time. And man, that's a that's a great that's a wonderful sound and a great a great thing a family can share. Oh yeah. Now I I I'm, you know like I said this is a kitty show and I you know the dog gets a little edgy, you know yeah. and a little you know remember the dummy and the dog and they can get away with murder. Right. They can, <laughs> they can say things that we would never say and they don't take offense. And if you take offense to a dog. I'll pray for you. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, Todd, I'd like to finish up with two final questions. Sure. But it takes us away from your show and your DVD and everything else. When you get a chance to sit back and relax, what are your favorite TV shows now and of the past, and what are your favorite movies now and of the past? Well, 
Um, my favorite uh, TV shows, uh, gosh, you know, now I, I don't, I gotta tell you, Brian, I, I don't watch, I can't think of anything current. My wife and my daughter and I, we, we used to watch that show on Disney. Oh, I can't remember the name of it. How do you like that? Uh, all of it with, 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 with that Bridget Mendler, that wonderful young lady singer in the family. Her dad's a bug exterminist, exterminator, whatever. That was the, I can't remember the name of the show. I'm sorry, but that, that was, that show was the current thing that mm-hmm. I enjoy okay. watching with my, my family. And, um, I haven't seen any new movies lately, Brian, you know, but uh, uh, but one of the more current movies, but it was still probably from maybe 18 years ago, was that Tom Hanks movie, That Thing You Do. Yes, yes. I, I really love that movie, and, uh, and we, we, I like watching it over and over. And, um, and then of shows of the past, um, you know, I love the monkeys. Yes, you know, oh, I yes. I just love that series. <laughs> and... and they were a big influence on me because that was music and comedy, mm-hmm. yeah. and uh, and that's what I do. And uh, uh, so, shows of the past, you know, I always love the monkeys, and I love the show The Rifleman, with oh, Chuck yes. Connors. Chuck Connors, yes. And uh, I, you know, I'm, I love Hawaii Five O, the old one. I haven't watched the new one, mm-hmm. but um, Beverly Hillbillies, I always love. Yeah, you love, you know, and Andy Griffith, of course, you know. Uh, yeah. And um, I detect oh, a child you know, of the '60s here. <laughs> absolutely, Broadway. Danny Rose is a favorite movie of mine. I just I love Woody Allen, mm-hmm. you know? and I I have Phyllis Diller. I have all of Phyllis Diller's DVDs. Bless her soul. I, uh, she, oh gosh, she was she was a funny lady. Oh yeah, I, I think she's the funniest woman I've ever seen. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, so yeah, that's kind of you know, I you know my yeah, my influences were the monkeys and Edgar Bergen. You yeah. know. Well, and uh, of course, the Beach Boys, Beatles, and you know. Oh yeah, yeah. And I loved the, I loved the Borstal comedians. You know, I I, I loved uh, all you know, you know Dick Capri and uh, um, you know, uh, oh, there's so many of them. The the, the old timers that I I loved. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, Todd, I want to thank you so much for taking the time, and I want to make sure everybody goes out and catches the DVD on April 8th. It's called Todd Oliver, Funny Dog, and I thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. Hey, Brian, thank you, and uh, we really appreciate it, and have a great year in broadcasting. I want to thank Todd Oliver so much for taking the time to talk to us here at On Screen and Beyond. Great guest. If you ever get a chance, be sure to check out his show because it is just a riot. And if you remember him from America's Got Talent, he just blew away the crowd and the judges, and it was just so much fun. He was a semifinalist on the show. And let's see, of course, on April 8th, you can catch his new DVD if you can't catch him live. And it's called Todd Oliver funny dog so be sure to check that out well we have got a lot of things going on and like i said i've been traveling around and just meeting all kinds of great people and making connections we're going to have some great guests coming your way here at on screen and beyond so i hope you're going to be sticking around if you've got a suggestion for me send it to me at feedback at on screen and beyond.com i'll see what i can do about getting that person on for you also like us on facebook if you're on itunes be sure to leave us a review and That's about it. That's a wrap for this week. Next week, I hope you will join us as we once again take you on screen and beyond. I'm Brian Zimrak.
Take care.